Bonfire Babble. Hi, you guys. I am so sorry I couldn't be present with you like physically in the recording booth. And I'm recording this for all of you listeners separately right now. But I am currently 36 weeks pregnant with my baby Gemini, maybe baby Cancer. We'll find out. The universe will tell us. And so I wanted to make sure I sent over the astrology for Gemini season. And I can't wait to share all the ins and outs and ups and downs with you for this season. It's going to be a very pivotal month leading into summer. So let's jump into it. Before we even start Gemini season, we just had the new moon in Taurus on May 19th. That new moon was at 28 degrees Taurus, so that very, very last light of Taurus. It was at 8.53 a.m. on May 19th. I hope that you took advantage of this new moon because it was actually a pretty gorgeous new moon. I talked about it quite a bit in the Taurus season episode. Go back and listen to that if you want more details. But at the same time, we have Jupiter, which has now finally moved into Taurus. Immediately, it squared Pluto. I have a feeling that we're probably going to be feeling the effects of this right into Gemini season with that new moon as well, because Jupiter square Pluto is a huge transit that is an opening square. So that is Jupiter really making its moves against Pluto a little bit. There's quite a bit of tension there. And it's definitely a call for action in a way that can feel very uncomfortable and very revealing or vulnerable and exposing the weaknesses in our belief systems or the things about our belief systems that maybe needed to be shattered a little bit in order to craft them and make them stronger. So if that resonates with you, I hope you're doing okay. (laughs) But we're going to start off this Gemini season with that new moon energy in Taurus to sort of set the foundation straight and maybe a little bit of challenge from either a powerful figure in our lives or perhaps just revealing some hidden truths that needed to be revealed. Oh, and one more thing. The day that we have Gemini season basically starting, it starts at midnight, 12.09 a.m. Pacific time on May 21st. Right before then, Mars is actually going to enter Leo. And when Mars enters Leo, we love that. Mars in Leo is much more comfortable than Mars has been in Cancer. No hate to any of you Mars in Cancer out there. Mars in Cancer came as a beautiful reprieve after the nine months of the chaotic Mars in Gemini we had, which you guys have probably heard me talk a lot about if you've been listening to the astrology. Mars is a lot more comfortable in Leo. I think of Mars and Leo very much as like the Apollo figure or like just like stepping into the light. Like here I am using my energy and basking in the sunlight and all the glory that is me fueling energy into creative expressive self. But because now this is going to be a theme we're going to start to see throughout the course of the year because Pluto is just hanging out there at zero degrees Aquarius and it's currently in retrograde right now. Every time a planet enters a new sign, it's going to talk to Pluto. So that means having that internal discussion around power struggles, around secrecy and things that we've been keeping hidden or perhaps have been hidden from us. This can look like obsession, manipulation. This can look like people, you know, actively working against you or you sabotaging yourself. This can look like your shame or your guilt being brought up. And this transit is particularly difficult because Mars in Leo is exactly opposite Pluto. So there's this huge standoff. These are the great malefic planets too. So in ancient astrology, the malefics were known sort of to be the like bad planets. Although Pluto hadn't been discovered yet, we consider Pluto a great malefic planet. And up against Mars, that's a lot of tension. So you may find yourself at odds with somebody who is an authority figure. You may find yourself your authority being challenged. And again, take this as a moment of universe is testing me here and it is a chance to empower myself, but also to remember to express myself in the most 
truthful way that I can, that Mars and Leo longs to spread joy and spread self-expression. So really important that you step into that mindset. Don't let your power be taken from you, but recognize if there are parts of it need to shift in order to move forward, because there's a lot going on up up in the sky right now around fate. (laughs) We just had the eclipse season. So the universe is really testing all of us, I think, on an individual level. So all that is going to happen before Gemini season even starts, which, as I mentioned, is going to be at 12.09 a.m. The sun moves into Gemini on May 21st. That is Pacific time. So adjust for your time zone. And when Gemini season starts, it's like, a okay, great. Not any hate to my Geminis out there. Happy birthday, Gemini. It's your season. Hope you are going to have a great one <laughs> with all of this stuff going on. The nice thing is, is as we start Gemini season with Jupiter having just moved into Taurus, it's going to conjunct the North Node. So that's really breathing a lot of optimism and expansion around sort of these higher dreams and ideals we have for ourselves. Gemini season starts off with like this sort of conflict of who are you and what are your beliefs and what is happening and how are you expressing yourself, going after your power, and then also this, and what is your big dream after all this and how are you actually going to manifest it? Taurus is is really concerned with manifesting. So Jupiter moving from Aries into Taurus, it's no longer just about the ideas. It's about actually putting the work and the endurance into it. And conjunct the North Node, that's a really optimistic, beautiful, lucky placement for not just you, but for everybody, the collective. I have a lot of optimism around the start of Gemini season, so long as we can all get through those tough oppositions and squares. But again, these are meant to grow us. These are meant to fuel us forward. And these are meant to challenge us in ways that help us grow. On June 3rd, we're going to move right into the full moon in Sagittarius. We are out of eclipse season, so this is just a regular old full moon in Sag, which we love. Lots of expansive energy and the most expansive sign. This is going to be at 13 degrees Sagittarius, so you're going to want to take a look at your natal chart if you have it. And if you have your birth time, you'll be able to see all of your different houses in your birth chart. Locate 13 degrees Sagittarius. If you're using a whole sign or an equal house, it's going to be really easy to find. Just find whatever house is ruled by Sagittarius. But if you're using something like Placidus or Coke, you're going to want to find exactly where that 13 degree mark is. That house will give you an idea of what the full moon is illuminating for you. This is a time of revelation and illumination. And you you have to figure the sun's light is shining onto the moon. There's lots of emotion in this area. So just prepare yourself for that. And the full moon will occur at 8.42 p.m. when it is exact. So this full moon has no less than a grand square (laughs) happening in the heavens. The moon itself isn't making the square, but at the same time, it's going to be a square between Pluto and the nodes, like we've talked about. Jupiter's kind of sitting there on the nodes. It's a little further off, but it's wide, but I'm going to give it to Jupiter because Jupiter is kind of always involving himself. And Pluto will be opposing Venus, which will be almost about to enter Leo. So we talked a little bit earlier about Mars opposing Pluto and that energy. Venus is opposing Pluto, if anything, is a little more intimate, a little more hard on our self-worth, our self-value, our self-esteem. It's what we want to attract and the things that bring us pleasure and joy. So when it's opposing Pluto, it can really feel like a total bummer. Just be wary of that, that this full moon in Sag, while Sag usually brings us a lot of joy and optimism and luck, Venus opposing Pluto may really make us feel like naked standing on a stage like, oh God, why does anybody want to interact with me? Or how do I proceed forward? I feel stripped bare, that kind of thing. So just be aware of that. Again, this is meant to grow us. It's in that grand square with the nodes. Be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself around this full moon. I have a feeling emotions are going to probably run pretty high. I will say that Neptune is acting as a really nice release here. Quite honestly, if you want to just escape, 
please do so responsibly. But if you want to escape the energy, Neptune is like, by all means, come into my shimmery waters and drift the night away. (laughs) So great night for a moon bath, for sure. Go and watch a really fantastic movie or read a book or something that just takes you into a fantasy realm. Uh, Neptune is right there to open its arms to you and say, come to me, sweet child. (laughs) I will make you feel good again (laughs) and take you away to fairyland. So a nice release there with all of that stress. But just be aware that there's a lot of tension going on. So Neptune might act as a really nice place there. And anything you can do to encourage your imagination may really spur some fantastic ideas that are illuminated with this full moon that drive you into the future. The moon will be trine to Mars in Leo, which is a really nice boost as well. So you will probably feel a boost of energy around this. Again, hopefully it's positive energy. It may come from that sort of imagination ride that you take, but you may also just be feeling very fueled to act on this full moon. So this trine with Mars, both being in fire signs, that's really passion being heightened and encouraged. Let passion fuel you in a way that brings imagination and excitement during this full moon. Personally, if we look at the houses for myself and for Dada and Corey, mine is happening in my ninth house. Ninth house usually rules things like travel and higher education and like philosophy and law. So I'm looking at that expansive mindset, maybe looking into something I need to learn in the future and something I need to invest my time in or maybe like actual literal travel going somewhere. For Dada, Dada yours is going to be in the first house. So that's the house of the body, um, the self and your physical attributes, your body, your presence. And for Corey, this full moon's going to happen in your second house and it's conjunct your Mars. So I have a feeling, Corey, you you will find yourself probably pretty busy on this full moon. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) After the full moon, Venus is going to enter Leo on June 5th. And again, like we've talked about, it's immediately going to pose Pluto directly. And it's also squaring the nodes in Jupiter. So whatever lessons you have discovered from that full moon on June 3rd, they will probably carry into June 5th a couple days later, maybe even intensify a little bit. And there might be a decision having to be made or a standoff because it's an opposition. There may be a choice that has to be made or a loss. Just be aware of that. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. I mean, Venus can be, I'm shedding this thing in order to attract more of what I want to open different doorways. So this is not meant to be doom and gloom, but just be aware that full moon energy is probably going to carry over into that Venus entering Leo. And Venus in Leo is a very happy Venus. She is a star. (laughs) So definitely let that fuel you. Let that power, you know, motivate you forward as well. Mars and Venus, both of our cosmic lovers, will be in Leo for quite some time. And because Venus will be going retrograde in Leo later this summer, now is really the time to soak in the joy of Venus and Leo. So treat yourself like the divine being that you are, like the star that you are, and attract what it is that makes you feel joy and want to spread joy. A few days later on June 11th, Mercury is going to be entering Gemini and that will be also immediately talking to Pluto, except that this is a trine. So this is a little bit more comfortable, thankfully. However, Pluto will be entering, re-entering Capricorn. It's been in retrograde. Mercury moves forward. Pluto's going to scale back. They'll be in a really nice trine together. So that psychopomp energy of Mercury going into the underworld, being able to unravel secrets and talk to our deeper psyche and our deeper like psychology. So there's a nice conversation happening there. So it's open, it's objective, it's clarifying. And then as Pluto settles back into Capricorn, we'll probably see things get a little bit more complex, but at least it's a trine. It's a more harmonious energy once Mercury makes its move into Gemini. And then Mercury loves being in Gemini. It's going to whiz through Gemini so fast. It rules Gemini. So our communication will probably feel a lot faster than it has been during the retrograde season that we had. 
Things will be moving quickly, swiftly. Communication, transportation will probably be back on order. Hopefully, even with Pluto moving backwards a little bit, I think we may find just sort of our regular rhythm come into play that feels exciting and buzzing. Now, I want to highlight this really nice transit leading into the new moon that we're going to have. So June 14th through June 23rd, Jupiter is going to be sextile Saturn. I love this transit. And it's going to be a nice long time. 14th through 23rd is a good long time to really take advantage of this. That's wide, but I would give it to both of these planets because they're larger planets. And Jupiter sextile Saturn, we have Jupiter, you know, the planet of belief and morals and values. And it's sitting in grounded Taurus. It's giving us an actual foundation to like put those dreams into manifestation and make them tangible and real. And then it's sitting in this really nice cooperation with Saturn, which is our mental discipline. It's our boundaries. It's how we structure ourselves, how we're able to really craft our schedule and our routine and all the things that are in our life that are more serious and like down to like the grit of hard work and endurance. But it's sitting in Pisces. And We're getting used to it in Pisces now. It's a new, it's a new feel a little bit. It's a little bit sobering, I think, with it being in Pisces. But what it does is it brings more of a discipline around our dreams. So that's what I'm seeing here is like an actual working towards and discipline around whatever it is we've been dreaming up in these last few months. Jupiter, having been in Aries since December, having just now moved into Taurus, is going to really put a tone shift on all those ideas that have been coming through that have felt very urgent. Like, I want to do it right now. I want to I want to get to this point right now in my life. Now it's like the time to be like, okay, what is actually tangible? What is actually manageable and real? And how am I going to pursue this? And then giving you the tools and the fuel necessary to do so. If you have any big concrete dreams that you're like really gung-ho about, or maybe it's like a view of the future that you're interested in, maybe it's a new job you want to pursue, this June 14th through June 23rd period, I think is going to be a really nice clarifying time for that. And definitely do some journaling work here. Definitely do some like vision boarding if you're interested. I think that Jupiter and Saturn are really going to lend themselves to getting the work, not just like dreamt up, but really started, like moving on that process. Which brings us beautifully to that new moon in Gemini. So you've kind of like crafted your ideas. The new moon in Gemini is going to sit right at the sort of beginning of this period on June 17th. It's at 26 degrees Gemini. So look in your natal chart, wherever 26 degrees Gemini is in your natal chart, that will give you an idea of what to look for. If it's conjunct something or if it's touching something else in your chart, that's something definitely to be aware of. And it will happen at 9.37 p.m. That will be when the new moon is officially a new moon. Now, this new moon is Quincunx Pluto. I've talked a little bit about this in the past. A funny word. But basically, it's this sort of uncomfortable energy. It's the energy of two planets that are talking to each other in different languages, which can either be really funny and a very comical situation, or it can be very frustrating. But either way, not everything is quite getting communicated. So while we have a lot of Plutonic energy going on right now, deep psychosis and like trying to understand where the collective is going and an exposing of secrets and things happening, this new moon may honestly feel like it could even feel like surface or superfluous to all the shit that's going on. So don't let that deter you from pursuing whatever you want to pursue in this new moon. Make it personal, make it with you. See it as a journey alongside whatever else is going on because it is important and it is valid. And I think that it probably feeds more into that than you even realize. And if it feels like it's conflicting or just isn't working in a way, play with it a little bit. Gemini energy is very curious energy. It's childlike. And don't take it so seriously (laughs) if you can. Um, It may feel very, very serious. But if you can just explore the what if, like, what if I do it anyway? What if it fails? What if this part happens? What if actually I'm surprised and this occurs? 
play around with the different scenarios and just see what comes to you. It's a great new moon to do some deep work and divination to try and expose some maybe like parts of this that you're not quite seeing that are a little bit shadowy or in the veil just to try and clarify where you're going. But again, pursue it with a childlike curiosity versus a like serious, this has to happen and I'm going to manifest this season or else because that's probably not going to serve you as well. But the moon is also going to be square Neptune. By all means, while I want you to pursue this with creativity and curiosity, definitely don't do so blindly or stupidly <laughs> because the moon squaring Neptune, that can cause a rose like colored glasses effect on us. It can also be like those secrets are suddenly very exposed and we feel very shocked by the reality of what's happening. So I don't want you to feel that either or be shocked later on of like, wow, I was really delusional when I came up with that whole new moon idea. I want to make sure that you're staying clear, again, using that objective mindset that Gemini brings and pursue it with an open mind, with clarity, with seeking to know more and not with such a serious mindset. You may find that this new moon highlights some of your gifts that you've had or perhaps gifts of people around you that you maybe have grown up with or something that you want to resurrect or try to bring out that you may have worked on in the past or been known for in the past. It's going to be trying the South Node. It's trying the collective South Node. So it may not show up in your life exactly, but it may be using or utilizing gifts of people around you that you know of. Or it may also be past lessons that you've learned, having to utilize whatever you've come out of those lessons carrying and whatever lessons you've learned using that as a way to guide you forward. Personally, this for me is happening in my fourth house. My fourth house runs, it's the roots basically of the chart. So it's everything from my family and my home to the traditions and past in my past generations, my ancestors, things that I do in my family, in my home. So that's going to be highlighted for me in this new moon. This new moon is also conjunct my personal moon, which kind of lends itself to like, hey, you're going to be a mom again. <laughs> so I will likely be in the throes of motherhood at this point and will be missing you all very much, but excited to have my new little one with us, which is very exciting. Corey, this one's going to be in your ninth house. So we talked a little bit about ninth house before, but just to reiterate, this is like higher forms of education. This is travel. This is like going out and seeking knowledge. This is teachers and mentors and gurus. It can also represent like religion and philosophy, law, just sort of like larger constructs of belief systems and values. You may find yourself in those arenas or making plans around those arenas. And Dada, this is happening for you in your eighth house. So this is quite a deep new moon that eighth house really rules it's one of those weird ones rules like death and sex right i view it as the house at the end of all things so when we're our most vulnerable we're most stripped away it's the like where we purge so it's a great new moon for you to maybe do some purging if you're interested or some really deep work around maybe something that you find taboo or society finds taboo it can be around death it can be around also other people's money finances and taxes fall into this inheritances that's what that new moon is highlighting for you Saturn is also going to go retrograde on June 17th so just be aware Saturn's energy because it's going to be turning retrograde is going to be extremely powerful at this time and it will be retrograde from seven degrees Pisces on June 17th all the way backwards to zero degrees Pisces so it doesn't leave Pisces it stays in Pisces all the way until November 3rd. So basically everything we've covered since about March 7th is going to get recovered between now and November 3rd, especially in the realms of contracts or agreements or hard work, discipline, anything that's like the hard stuff. 
It may be your boss. It may be your dad. Saturn can be representative of a father or father figure. Sort of, it can even look like the patriarchy. It can look like those like bosses that are really, really tough. So if you've had any of those things come up since March 7th, when Saturn entered Pisces, you may be reworking that between now and November 3rd. If not, this is a really good time to sort of discover, go within yourself and recover your own authority. That's what the whole point of Saturn retrograde is about. And that's why I think this new moon is extremely powerful because we have this really nice relationship between Jupiter and Saturn happening, giving us optimism and hope around our Saturnian pursuits. A new moon to breathe new life into this and to breathe like a cleansing into this to start our Saturn retrograde and to reclaim that authority of self. Before we get to cancer season, because we're already at the end of the season after that new moon, I do just want to highlight the most magical days that I have found electorally in this season. So my first pick for the most magical day is May 31st, but into June 1st a little bit. You have a little leeway there. And starting off like at midnight on May 31st, so you could even do it the night of May 30th. But that is... Thankfully, one of the few days that Mars and Venus are not in direct opposition with Pluto. Venus is going to be back in Cancer by a few degrees. Mars has moved its way into Leo. So they are off of Pluto. There's not that great opposition energy there. And Saturn is in a gorgeous aspect to the nodes, which means it's also in that building aspect that's really positive towards Jupiter. And Jupiter will be conjunct the North Node. A lot of hope and vision around the future and an easing of that whatever that discomfort that we might be feeling through this season is. The sun will also be sextile Mars. So that's a really nice collaborative energy with our chi, with our life force energy. So putting things into action. Sun in Gemini meets Mars and Leo is a very fun, creative, like joyful energy, like Peter Pan flying into the, the stars. Definitely a lot of hope and happiness around that. And Mercury will finally be entering new territory on this day because it will pass the shadow of the retrograde in Taurus that it just had. So it's going to feel fresh and new. And lastly, Venus will be trying Neptune, which is gorgeous. So Venus at those later degrees of Cancer in a trine with Neptune. These are our beautiful planets that represent unconditional love. Neptune is seen as the sort of highest ideal of Venus. So A lot of love and imagination and dreams and wanting to attract all the things that bring us happiness and bliss. So I really think that this is actually a really sweet period of time. Of course, it's not without its challenges, but definitely a great time to do magic or just have a really nice day and see some friends or family or just dream up whatever you have going on in your head toward the futures of something better. So really nice way to start off the month of June. Uh, My second choice for this would probably be June 12th. So at this point, Pluto has moved back into 29 degrees of Capricorn. So not the best for that reason, because we may see some sort of like repercussion or echo of the past in a way. And being at 29 degrees, Pluto is in a bit of a crisis. So just be aware that like worldwide things might be happening or perhaps you're feeling it internally if you have something near that 29th degree in your own chart. But what I like about this day is the moon is going to be trining Venus and Mars, which are off of Pluto's opposition and they're both in Leo. The moon will be in Aries. So a lot of passion here, a lot of fuel, a lot of fire great time to work with fire energy. Oh my goodness, that would be beautiful. And Venus and Mars are gathering closer together in Leo. So these are the passionate lovers of the universe meeting together in that sign of Leo. So really like great time to invest in anything that's creativity or just something that you enjoy doing just for the sake of joy. 
if you want to share gifts with others, like literal gifts that you buy others, or perhaps it's your gifts with others. If any of you are on stage, this is a time to perform. This is a great moment for that. Mercury will have just moved into Gemini, so our thoughts, our wit, our minds, our communication, our transportation is on the go and quick witty and fiery, rip roaring, ready to go. And what's nice is Neptune will be in a sextile to both Pluto and Mercury. So while Pluto is in kind of this weird place, we have an ability to really transcend any of that like stress or crisis through Neptune. So that's imagination, escapism, fantasy, you know, again, please be responsible when doing this, take care of yourself and, and be careful out there. But Neptune gives us the ability to like really not just experience it, but like communicate with it on a deeper level. So maybe it's a really deep conversation that you get into with a friend overnight, maybe just like having some time by water, the ocean likely is a healing experience for you. If you can do any kind of meditation or dream work journey, this would be a great time to discover some answers or some clarity. So definitely a lot of energy around that leading into that dark moon right up before the new moon. So good, good reflection day if possible, sort of letting it, you know, whatever fire is fueling you at the time, let that guide you towards some better answers for yourself and hopefully a fantastic manifestation moving forward. And with that, that basically brings us to the end of Gemini season because cancer season is going to start on June 21st, just a couple days later at 7.57 a.m. That is the summer solstice and cancer season will begin. And because the sun will be moving directly into cancer, we of course will have it talk to Pluto and it will be going gunks, Pluto. <laughs> Similar energy to that new moon where there's that discomfort and a little bit of odd communication. So just be wary that cancer season is going to start off with a continuation of that. But that is Gemini season, folks. Thank you so much to you both for having me on. I so appreciate you letting me come on to talk astrology every month. And especially now when I am here, but not really here, just sort of virtually talking to everybody. I so, so appreciate you wanting me to still come on and share the wisdom I gain from the universe and in my strange way of communicating it and sharing it. So thank you so, so much to you guys. And thank you to all the listeners out there who've been following this podcast and to listening to my astrology. I am so deeply moved by some of your stories that you've shared with me and your communication with me. Please forgive me if I'm not super communicative back <laughs> because as you know, I'm in the throws of motherhood, but so, so appreciate all of you and being here. Until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. <laughs>